Hi, family. This is Egypt, your host of Way Beyond Me, the power pod designed to break every barrier to enrich, enlighten, empower, and evolve you into greatness. This is Egypt with another eye opener about the drop dot science from way beyond me. I have a few questions that I wanted to ask if anybody dares to answer them. I found them very um, eye opening. I really did. Okay, just a few of them. I want to know: Are you, you or anybody out there? Even I even ask myself these questions. Are you? Do you want someone to, else to like wear your armor? Like when you have armor, when someone's in the military. Well, really, back in the day they wore armor. But are you willing, or you do you want to have someone wear your armor, or your clothing, or something of a substance that you have? Are you passing off your responsibilities to someone else? And then you know what though, for real, we know if we're doing this or not. We really do. We may not admit it, but we know if we're doing it or not. Are you or myself taking full credit for something that someone else did? And another question is, is your pride too big to admit that you need help and that whatever you're trying to do, you might get defeated in doing it if you don't get help? And the last question for this side is, are you placing your burdens on someone else now the flip side of that is are you wearing someone else's armor are you taking responsibility for someone else's issues and their responsibilities is someone else getting credit for something that you did does your pride keep you from speaking up and the last question is is someone else placing their burdens on you and there's a reason why I asked those questions. The I'm, I'm naming this episode Proof of Burden. Now, usually in the legal system, there's a term that's called burden of proof, which means they have to prove a person was right or a person is wrong in the legal system. It's called burden of proof. But this conversation, I'm going to name it Proof of Burden. I was reading the Bible, and I, was, I read um, the book of Samuel. It's kind of a long book, so I'm just going to give you a story that I found that was so relevant to those questions that I asked, that I came up with. It's from, the whole story really comes from, 1 Samuel chapter 9 through 17 and of course I'm not going to read the chapter or anything I'm just going to give the backdrop of the story now back in the day this is going to be quick I'm not going to drag it out I just, I'm going to get to my, my point but this story is so relevant back in the day uh, Israel they wanted a king they were requesting to have a king over the people of Israel, the children of Israel wanted a king. So, excuse me. <coughs> so Samuel's a prophet of God. So Samuel, God asked Samuel to go ahead and anoint Saul 
king of Israel. Saul was a small man, and he was like really a nobody, kind of, sort of. So, but God asked Samuel to anoint him to be king of Israel. So when Samuel went to Saul to anoint him, Samuel was like, sorry, Saul was like, wow, I'm the smallest of the tribe of Israel. Even my family is not as big as some of the families in Israel. And you want to anoint me king over everybody? And I'm just small. And I, I mean, I'm really like nothing. So I mean, y'all sure y'all want to do this? So Samuel said yes. So he anointed him king of Israel. And so Samuel told him what God wanted him to do. So Saul would go ahead and do some of the things that God wanted him to do. But then he kind of got the big head. I think he got not only obnoxious, but he also got arrogant. Because some of the things that Samuel asked him to do, he just wouldn't do it. Or he would do it half-ass, you know. So Samuel was like, well, you're not doing it, so you're not being obedient to what God is saying to do. So... I'm going to just request that, you know, well, God sees you anyway, so it doesn't even matter. God sees you, so Samuel was like, no, give me a chance. I'm going to do right next time. I'm going to do right. So, so uh, I'm sorry, Saul said, that between the Samuel and Saul, this name's with an S. I'm like, sorry. But anyway, so Saul was like, no, give me another chance, Samuel. I'll do the right thing. I'll do whatever God wants. So... What happened was Samuel had one more request for Saul. But he said, look, I'll meet you in seven days. I'm, I got something to do. I'll meet you in seven days. In seven days, I'll tell you what to do after that. But for now, just go ahead and meet me where I'm telling you to meet me, and I'll be there in seven days. What happened was Samuel didn't come in seven days. So Saul got impatient, and he was like, well, where's Samuel? Because we need to know what to do. We're just standing here. We, we don't, we're just here. We want to know what to do through Samuel. He, instead of him praying for himself, he just wanted to use Samuel as the voice of God, which Samuel was the voice of God. So I think that God was just testing Saul's patience because he sure didn't have any. But anyway, so he started killing a uh, animal to sacrifice to God and everything. So then Samuel came and he was like, what are you doing? He said, well, you didn't come when you said you was going to come. So I was going to have to make a sacrifice to God. So Samuel was like, you know what? Since you being disobedient, I mean, this is ridiculous here. So, but Samuel, I'm trying not to get the names mixed up. That's why I'm just trying to make, you know, making sure I say the right name. So once again, Samuel, sorry, once again, Saul said, please give me another chance, another chance. So, because first he said, since you have rejected God, rejected the voice of God, what God told you to do, then God has rejected you. And then Saul got really stressed out about that. He was like, please give me another chance. So he said, okay. So he said, well, I need you to go ahead and kill the Amalekites. And Samuel told Saul to kill the whole people, the whole generation, because if they left anybody from that generation, then the next generation would rise up in that evil that the previous generation 
was, you know, involved in. So he said, kill everybody, the dog, the cat, women, children, the animals, especially the king. So he told Saul to do that. And do you know that Saul did not do that? He, he killed everybody, but he left a few of the cattle so his men could eat. And then he left the king alive because he told, and then Samuel came and said, what are you doing? And he said, well, I left the king alive so, because he's really important. And then I left some of the, the animals, I left them alive so my men could eat if they're hungry. So Samuel was just too through with him then. He was like, you know what? God is done with you. He is just so done with you. So he told him he's going to take the kingdom from you and he's going to give it to somebody better than him. And that's what he did. But Samuel, sorry, Saul was like, no, please, please. But it was too late. God already said no. So when um, God told Samuel to just take the, you know, just, he, I'm going to take the kingdom away from Saul. Samuel felt bad. He lamented over that. And God was saying to him, God said to Samuel, look, how long are you going to be mourning over Saul? I already took, I can give and I take away. I already took the kingdom away from Saul. No use crying over that. Go ahead and fill your horn, and I need. I already found somebody else that I'm going to anoint to be the king of Israel. So he did. So I'm going somewhere with this, y'all. So David was the one of his choice. David was smaller stature. David was the youngest of Jesse's uh, um, sons. He had, I think, think about seven or eight sons. David was the youngest, but that's who God wanted because David was a man after God's own heart so he went to um he anointed David he found David then he anointed him but David was still young so he was David was in the fields tending to the sheep so he would hear God in the mountains and in the in the hills and things and he he spent a lot of alone time with God so um what happened was after David got anointed, he still stayed in the fields because it wasn't time yet. But Saul was still the king. Okay, the Philistines was really just tearing Israel up. They were just losing battle after battle after battle because Saul was, I mean, he was stripped of his crown. He didn't know what to do. Samuel wasn't advising him anymore. He was just freestyling his way through the army and through the war and losing miserably. So anyway... Um, what happened? Okay, so yeah, there's this big... I know a lot of people heard of Goliath. Usually they tell the story about David and Goliath, but I'm telling the story about David and Sam... Sorry, David and Saul. Anyway, so the army of Israel was losing, losing, losing the battle. So Saul asked somebody, he said, well, look, if anybody can kill this Goliath, because Goliath was killing people. And I'm going to tell you, Goliath was big. He was like 10 feet tall. And it said he was he had 5,000 shekels of, of weight on his armor, which one shekel is 39 pounds each. So that's 195,000 pounds of shield that he had on him. And his... Um, what is that? What is that? Um, spear. Okay, his spear was made of iron. His spear was six hundred shekels of iron, 
which is 23,000 pounds. So Goliath was not only big, he was stronger. He had a lot of substance with him. So he was, he was tearing the army of Israel up. So Saul was like, if anybody can kill this man, I'll give you my daughter. I'll give you all the riches of my kingdom. I'll give you whatever you want, and I'll make your families free. You, your, your father's house will be free. So I guess nobody volunteered. So David came along. You know, Jesse sent David to bring some food to David's brothers because like, obviously David's brother had joined the war also and joined the army of Saul to help fight against the Philistines. So David was bringing food to his brothers, and he was like, well, what's going on? So they told him what was going on, and then he went to Saul. He said, you know what? I'll, I'll kill him. I'll, I'll fight Goliath. I'll kill him. They was they laughed at him and they was like, "Really, you small and, you know, he, you know, he'll you're not gonna win this. You're smaller than him. Plus, you're young and you're you're like a child compared to this man. He's been a warrior ever since he was a child. So, David he volunteered and although he was small, he was confident in God and he knew God would deliver him from the hands of Goliath. Now, David was small in his own eyes. Also, just like at the beginning, Saul was small in his own eyes. But God was huge in David's eyes. And see, Saul small saw God as small because he would go through Samuel. He would go through burnt offerings, and he wanted to hear from Samuel instead of him praying direct and talking directly to God, which is what David did. And David was huge in God's eyes. That's why God saw, he saw his heart, and that's why he use him he was his choice but I think he just wanted to show Saul Saul you know because that's what God does he allows certain situations to come in our life and it's not a test for him because he already know our heart it's a test sometimes we need to see what we are made of when things come out we need to see what we are made of so again David volunteered to fight Goliath and they laughed at him because he was so small but David did convince Saul to let him fight. He did. And Saul, so Saul wanted, so this part is a trip. Saul wanted to give David his armor, the armor that he wore. He wanted to give David his armor. And so David was nice, but what was a trip was that the armor didn't even protect Saul. So how was it going to protect David? David refused. He was trying to be nice. At first he said, okay, let me put the armor on. And it didn't fit right. And he was like, no, he was trying to be nice. But he, he realized that it had, he had not proved it or tested it. He didn't, he didn't have any proof of burden, you know, for that armor. Because he already knew. He told Saul, look, I killed a lion out in the field. I killed a lion and a bear. You know, and it's just just me. I didn't even have any armor on. I killed it. So with this armor, he didn't prove it. He didn't test it. That was not his armor. That was Saul's burden. And he wanted to give it to David. And David refused it after trying. You know, so to me, Saul wanted to give David his burdens. But David had not proved the burdens that Saul wanted to give him. Those That was Saul's issue. Those were Saul's heavy, heavy burdens. The armor that he tried to give David he tried to push it on him thinking it would help and it didn't even help him. And Saul was too weak to even carry his own burdens, carry his own armor of disobedience, fear, jealousy, because he got jealous of David after a while, envy, corruption, and being a coward and especially pride. He had too much pride to even ask for help. Now, 
he was spiritually useless. Even though he was physically still king, he was so useless. He didn't even pray or anything like that. He wanted to place his heavy load to someone smaller than he in statue, knowing that it, it was a possibility that David would be killed and knowing that David really could not handle the burden of fighting Goliath or being a successful king, even not David, but Saul couldn't handle that burden of fighting Goliath himself or being a successful king. He wanted to push it off on David, but David was okay with it. David volunteered actually. And so, um, and it says in First Peter 5, 6 and 7, it says, Humble yourself, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time, casting your cares upon him, for he cares for you. So we're supposed to cast all that, all our heavy burdens, all that armor heavy burden on God because he cares for us. And he said, we have to humble ourselves. Stay humble, just like they were small in their own eyes. David stayed small in his own eyes. Saul got arrogant, obnoxious, and things like that. So God will exalt, the, the word said God will exalt you in due time. When it's your time to be exalted, then you'll be exalted. It doesn't matter what's going on. When it's your time, it's your time. Saul was so proud for that, that, you know, that it was so easy for him to just give his armor and give his burdens and give his concerns and his situation to David instead of admitting to God that he was afraid and that he needed God so much. And, and it was at the risk of David getting killed. Saul didn't care. He still offered his burden, even though David was employed to care for the, his father's sheep. You know, he had another job to do taking care of the sheep. He just came to give his brother some food. But since he was like, okay, I'll fight him. Saul was like, all right. Yeah. You know, instead of discouraging him and going back to his own job. And he said, we'll let the, the men of war fight this guy. He said he sent the little kid out there in the field. And you know what? For real, we do this today. People do this today. They pass their burdens and their concerns and their situation, their issues on others, not willing to bear their own issues or their own problems. They blame others. They accuse others. They make excuses. This is all the burdens. This is all the armor. They make excuses. They lie on people, manipulate, and cheat. And it's just, it's just not right to do that. You know, the Bible clearly says, cast your cares on him. He said, you know, put your yoke on him and learn of him for he's meek and lowly. He's humble and we'll find rest in our souls when we give everything to God. So, and then when it's all said and done, when people do that, when it's all said and done, and if the outcome looks favorable, then the person who dumped their, their stuff on the next person, they take credit. But if the outcome is not favorable, then yes, they blame the person who they dumped on. It's just crazy. And and a lot of times, people dump on their family, they dump on their friends, their spouse, they dump on co-workers. They even dump on people they don't even know. They blame people and dump on them. And they put their burden and their armor on their children sometimes. Sometimes the children are so young and they're responsible. Let's say if the parents or or nervous nervous issues got stuff going on, drinking, and, and just not really responsible. The children usually take that role, take that burden. And sometimes, you know, the children, they take advantage of the parents when the parents get old. 
And then sometimes it happens in business situations. It happens in all kinds of relationships where a person does not take responsibility for their own heaviness, their own weight of their own life that they created now. But they put it on the next person. And some people, you know, sometimes it's not really intentional, but a lot of times it is intentional. And then if, if there was a situation where there's an agreement made, I can understand that. It was like somebody said, okay, I'm willing to help you, or you can help me. If it's like that, that's fine. But when you're just putting your burdens on people, people don't want to hear that all the time. It's like, we got our own situation. Don't mind helping. Don't mind sharing. Don't mind reasoning and talking. But sometimes people just put too much of their stuff on the next person. That armor is too heavy. You know, so David prevailed because he was humble and God exalted him in due time. David dependedly, he depended totally on God. He cast his cares on God because God cared for him and he cared for God and he believed in God and he had faith. David didn't even consider what the reward was from Saul. He already went into the battle with the reward because he knew that God would deliver him and he knew that with God all things are possible and with man, it's impossible. Saul, it was impossible with Saul for anybody else. And David also knew that he can do all things through God because God gave him the strength to even volunteer to fight Goliath. The battle actually was not even David's. Like the Bible said, the battle's not ours, it's God. So I have a, I have a remedy. I have I thought about it. I thought about the story and I was like, wow, um, the proof of burden. He had to prove, he proved that, 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 to me, David proved that what Saul was trying to do was a burden. Instead of having the burden of proof, he proved it without even trying. He proved that though, that, that the burden, that all that Saul was trying to give David, his armor, his daughter, all the riches, he proved that all that would have been a burden. It would have been a burden because it's materialistic and it would not have prevailed in the end. It still would have went bad. The situation would have still went sour. So I have some things. I I thought about it and I was like, you know what? To keep from having that done to us and to keep keep us from putting a burden on people unnecessarily, we can just pray for them and not pray for them and not about them. Cause you know, when somebody do something to us, we pray, Oh Lord, this person did that. God saw it. He already know what the person did and he already know what we did. So instead of praying about them, I'm sorry, pray for them. God delivered them, help them condition their heart, comfort them, give them peace, you know, pray for people and we can forgive them when people do things to us or we do something to, to someone else. We can forgive them. And then we ask God, to forgive us then we can forgive ourselves if we know we're the ones that's putting our burdens on people we can just forgive ourselves ask to ask God to forgive us and just stop doing it because it's really not fair you know we all make mistakes but it's really not fair to keep putting your stuff on people because people got their stuff their own situation to deal with I mean it's, it's fine to do it together but wow and we can have compassion towards people and not everybody is as strong. It's obvious that Saul was not strong in this situation. So we can have compassion for people who are not strong. Not everybody's strong and not everybody's weak. So everybody's different. We just have to help each other. And we have to have the faith that God will make everything work together for our good because we are called according 
to God's purpose. So all things is going to work together for our good. Now I have a one last note that I want to say. I, I found a scripture that really, really helps. It, it, I mean, it's from Ephesians, Ephesians chapter six, verse 10 through 17. It's a good scripture. It really, really is. I know it's probably familiar with some people, but some, in case you don't know, I'm going to read it. It says, finally, my brother, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all to stand. Stand therefore, having your loins girt about with truth, and having on the breastplate of righteousness, and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And see, David, that's that's who David, that's what David took with him into the war. He took the whole armor of God. So he did not need Saul's armor. He didn't need Saul's issues, Saul's burdens. He took on God's armor. God's armor is, is spiritual. It's a spiritual warfare that we're going in with all this, I mean, with all this heaviness. It doesn't have to be a physical burden that people put on you. Like Saul gave the physical armor, but it's a lot of mental anguish that people put on the next person. There's a lot of mental illnesses going on. People have these problems and instead of trying to work it out, getting some help, they burden the other people with it. The saga continues, you know, time after time they're, they're putting their heaviness on people and God said, just give it to him. And it's not, and we're not wrestling against flesh and blood. It's not anything flesh and blood. It's spiritual. It's powers. It's, it's rulers of darkness of this world and the spiritual wickedness in high places. So sometimes it can be your boss. Sometimes it can be your parents. It, it can be somebody, but it, there is, it's, in, it's in the heavenlies. It's a spiritual warfare. So I just wanted to share that and let you know that you can just give everything you have to God and you don't have to burden people with your stuff. Sometimes it helps to talk about it. And I'm not going to lie. It helps to talk about it. It helps to listen. And sometimes people can help you with your problems. Yes. But we have to know when we have to have that discernment to know when to just get on your knees and just pray and give all your issues to God and God will bring the people in your life that will help you. And sometimes God will move the people out of your life. That's part of the burdens. So I just wanted to share that and I hope you got something from it. Excuse me if I stumbled on Saul and Samuel, but if you read the story yourself in the Bible, you'll see which one is which. But I think that was a good analogy and a good story to to uh, those questions that I asked in the beginning about putting your burden on people and allowing people to put their burdens on you. Either way, it's just too much. It's too much. So anyway, thank you again for listening. Tune in next time on Way Beyond Me, where there'll be another exciting conversation. And I'll see you there. And you have a blessed day. I love you. Take care.
Thank you so much for listening. Thank you. Now, if you found value in this content, please download, share, and bless someone else. And as always, it is my pleasure. I am so excited to share the next conversation with you. I value your time, and I will not waste it. And I look forward to meeting you here next time on Way Beyond Me for life-changing information and inspiration.